discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wave it to him. Wherever you are, just wave it. Paul said, lift up your hands without reasoning or doubting. Wave it to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for what you are doing upon the face of the earth, even with your church. This is a holy moment. This is a holy week. Since you stepped foot yesterday, right up onto Sunday, this is the holiest moment, even in the time of the inception of the Love Economy Church. Do not take it lightly at all. It's a holy moment. Thank you, Jesus. Mamo no shalebe. Bless him, somebody. Bless him. Bless him. We lift your name on high. Yes, 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 yes. Brood of us one more time. Precious Holy Spirit. Brood of us again. Precious Holy Spirit. Yes, Thank you, Jesus. Father, we declare that as your word has said, when you are lifted, all men shall be drawn to you. We declare in this next phase, let the outer coat die. Let the inner life be released. In this next phase, let the energy of God baptize everyone grass. Let the capacity of the Spirit take over like a flood. Come upon us like the rain. Come upon us like the dew upon the grass that is freshly cut. Lord, unto the daybreak and the shadows flee away. We 
will behold our mountain of men and our hill of frankincense every limitation every limitation of the soul every limitation Father, we thank you. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. May be seated in heavenly places. Amen. Such a blessing to be here. We do not take this opportunity lightly. Um, it's an honor that your pastor has found in us a consistent voice in your ministry. And I want to salute your pastor, Pastor Tibuate. Can you clap for him? such an amazing, amazing you know there are people who carry the anointing of pastoring and I believe that God has made him one of the voices of the grace of pastoring but he so excelled in that grace God has conferred apostleship in the spirit so let's clap for him once again that God will send him to the nations all over the world as a pattern and a trailblazer even in this assignment of God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. I have a word for you from the Lord. And the Lord said, I'm sending them to places they don't want to go. I just saw God said, I am come to send them to places they don't want to go. <laughs> Amen. Can we read together John chapter 12, verse 24? One, two. Says what? Such a wonderful moment, I tell you. And I want you to know that your life will never be the same again. We don't mean it as cliche statements, but it's the truth. Your life will never be the same again. Are we there yet? Can we read together? What does it say? Okay. Hallelujah. He said, except a corn or except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Can we go to the preceding two verses in verse 22? John 12, 22. It says, Well, Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. Verse 23. And Jesus answered them, saying that the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Say, the Son of Man, Son of man should, be should be glorified. glorified. Say, the Son of Man son. should be so everything we are talking about in John 12, 24 has to do with the glorification of the Son of God. In other words, without death, there's no glory. And today I want to share with you something very crucial about why many of us struggle with our Christian work and advancement in the Spirit. We are not willing to die. Yeah. 
You have to be ready to die. Say, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to die. Are you sure? Yes, Are you sure? Yes. You know, Paul was so amazing in his communication in First, Second Corinthians chapter 4, the verse number 12. He says that, so then death worketh in us and life in you. It's amazing that the apostle said, death is working in me whilst it is giving you life. In other words, the capacity to release life is the ability to in- incubate death. And someone is wondering what I'm talking about. But Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, when they had argued about who they wanted to be with, Paul, Apollos, Cephas, and Jesus himself. He said, some say we are for Paul, some say we are for Apollos, some say we are for Cephas, some say we are for Jesus. He said, who are all these men? Are they not ministers of God God gave to you to believe? Then in the last two verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, can we go there to the last two verses? See what he says. He says, all things are yours. Wonderful. Next, 23. No, go back. Aha, wonderful. Go back. Go back to 21. So, he so said, whether Paul, all things are yours. Verse 22. He says, now, whether Paul's Apollo us or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all things are yours. And Jesus said in John chapter 16, the verse 12, he says, there are many things I want to tell you, but you cannot bear them. The word bear in the Greek is the word bastazo. Bastazo means to literally lift a burden or a weight. It means Jesus was saying, I'm talking, but what I'm talking is creating items. So Jesus is saying, I'm saying things to you, but you, what I'm saying is not what you use your ear to hear. It is your spirit man able to carry it like a load in the spirit. He said, you cannot bear it. Why? Verse 13 says what? How be it, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but look at this. He will show you things to come. So, when we look at this, we forget that the Holy Ghost's job in this description is not to tell you things to come, it's to show you. So, it means that the things he's talking about aren't words. Next verse, 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. Jesus didn't receive words. He received items. Revelations 5, glory, honor, riches, wealth, dominion, power. So those items Jesus received is what he calls mine. And the Holy Ghost will collect it. So he says, what I'm come to tell you, you can't bear because you are not ready to handle honor. You are not ha- ready. Uh, am, I, am I, listen. Now, now verse 15 now says what? 15 says what? All things that the Father has, not has said. So what he says are mine, it's not words. Because he's talking of, look, possession. All things that the Father has are mine. Well, therefore I said unto you, he shall... So he's explaining that I'm not talking about words. I'm talking of items. Oh. <laughs> we are 10 years now, so I can go a little deeper. He shall take of mine. So Jesus is saying that when I say he will take of mine, I'm not saying that he will take what I'm saying. Because I'm talking of what God owns. And that is what Jesus said, the Holy Ghost is take I have received from God. So I own what God owns. And the Holy Ghost has come to collect it. So that he will show it. So when he was talking to the church in Corinth and said to them that death is yours, it means death is your property. It means life is your property. So, you see, to the Christian, death does not kill you. Death is useful to you. Listen, because if we are going to go to places 
We aren't ready to go. We must deal with the greatest enemy. The fear of height. The fear of lack. The fear of um, no marriage. Any kind of fear has its root in death. So if you kill death, you have no limitation. Mm. But strangely enough, John tells us that in all things that the Father hath are mine. And he has shown it to you. Then he comes to say, how the Holy Ghost does it. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for us to love him. But, 1 Corinthians 2.10, but, go there, but, God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth, John 16, 15, those all things, the properties of God, even the deep things of God, so you see, when you look at it like this, it looks like the Holy Ghost is going on a Google search. No, he doesn't do that work. Because in the Greek, the word searcher is the word aranao. And aranao means, it's from the root word oreo, which means to call forth. So he's saying literally, the spirit calls forth the deep things of God, that all things of God are created in God. The Holy Ghost calls it forth. So how the Holy Ghost searches things is this. God has a car for you. And the Holy Ghost mentions, get ready for a car. Because in Philippians 2, 13 says, it is God who is at work in us, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Then James 1, 17 says, only God is good. So anything you call good in your life, that you thought you taught it. That was the searching of the Spirit. That was the session of the spirit. He called it. <clears throat> so if you notice in that context, after I said the spirit searched all things, he ends by saying, ye have the mind of Christ. <laughs> so that when he searches it, you think it like it is your thoughts. Wow. Because you think it is your thoughts, but the thought of Christ is only good. It's only prosperity. It's only fruitfulness. So he has put the engine to receive what is called. So you don't hear it like an external voice, but an, it's like an inner thought. So it feels like you willed it, but it was God who willed it. The woman at the well thought she was going to look for God, but Jesus was already sitting there to tell me that God took the surrender woman that come at this time. So the time you woke up to pray, it was not you who wanted to be Christian. The time you wanted to fast, it was not you who wanted to be spiritual. The Holy Ghost perceived that in the ages to come and in the times appointed, because we have come according to the volumes of the book, he mentions it like a thought. Now I'm saying this to bring our mind to how this glorification can work. To John chapter 14, verse 25. Sorry, John 12, 24. He says, Now except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and dies, it does what? It abides alone. But when it dies, it does what? Brings forth much fruit. 25. He that. 25. Then he says, Now that he that loveth his wife shall lose it. And he that hated his life 
in this world shall keep it unto eternity. Mm. Oh, no, most. Wave your hands to Jesus. So clearly, what he's talking about, the word sacrifice, you see, usually, um, because we are living sacrifices, we think when we make concessions, when we make allowances in our life, we are sacrificing. It's a sacrifice to pray. My God, don't know this sacrifice I'm using to do drive, you don't drive fast, it's a sacrifice. Like, you don't understand. Can I ask you a simple question? When you don't or you decide to eat, is that a sacrifice? It is what? It's needed. When you decide to drink water, is that a sacrifice? But it is what? Can I, can I tell you something? When God entered the wilderness and brought them manna and struck the rock for which brought water was brought to them. Now the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 that the rock that followed them was Christ. And they did drink of that spiritual. Now, interestingly enough, Paul is telling us from 1 Corinthians 10 that every time Israel drank physical water, it was a spiritual drink. What it meant was, Jesus also came to corroborate what manna was all about. In John chapter 6, he says, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and died. I am that manna. It means that all along, sir, when Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, in the temptation, in hunger, when he was told to turn stone to bread, God was communicating to us that we read that the intention of the bread on your table is actually a proof of our fall. Because all along, that bread we see physically on the table is the spiritual word of God we eat. So the more spiritual you get, sir, you get satisfied eating scriptures. And you get... So, as you are calling fasting a sacrifice, the more you die, the more fasting is your food. So when you rather eat, you feel weak. Because if we are going to the next level, the parameters of our descriptions must change. We are not increasing in number. And I know in this camp you'll be taught, it's not just swelling. Swelling is growing without quality. Numbers without quality is a swelling. A mere pin will puncture that swelling. You don't puncture your skin, and your skin will reduce because you're losing blood. I lie. But when you puncture a boil, it will deflate because it was not originally intended to contain that fluid. So whatever grows, even in the face of adversity, it can't reduce. I'm here to provoke you. And like I said, I'm doing a work of a prophet. I brought you a work. God said they should get ready to go where they are not ready to go. But before you go there, you must know something. When God spoke about Jesus coming to die and his death becoming the much fruit that will be yielded, he likened his life to that of corn. And interestingly, the Bible speaks about corn in respect to humanity. When you read it from Matthew chapter 3, 
Bible says in from verse 11 downwards to 13 that John prophesied and said, The Holy Ghost will come and he has his fan, next, next verse 12, in his hand and shall purge the floor and gather his wheat. So he now calls the saints wheat. Because like he is, so anything Jesus said he is, go back in the Bible. You will find where it says we also are. Can I tell you something? He's been made a king and priest after the order of Melchizedek. He's not the only one there. Revelations 1.5 And ye are kings and priests. So Jesus is not the only Melchizedek. We are also Melchizedek. Yeah. To people here. What am I trying to tell you? Melchizedek is an office. <laughs> Verse 6. He has made us kings and priests. Made us kings and priests. The next verse. Made us kings and priests. Uh-huh. So what God has come to do to us is this. Whatever Jesus was on earth, he made us also. So if he says I'm the corn of wheat, Matthew is also corroborating it. He will gather his wheat and separate that wheat from the chaff. So you and I sitting here are wheat. Say I'm wheat. But do you know how wheat will grow? I'm getting there. Before I get to the power of how that wheat will grow, he's telling you something unusual. From the beginning of time, according to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9, God had a plan. And that plan, Paul also corroborated it in Colossians 1 verse 27. To whom God will make known. So it means it was hidden. To whom God will make known. What is the mystery of this riches? Of his glory. And I told you some time ago that glory is not just God himself. Because glory is God himself, glory actually also means purpose. So the sons of God will come to their glorious liberty, their original assignment. Corruption is a deviation from intention. The moment we say something, that's why, listen, corruption is not bribery. Ghanaians like doing that. They, they say bribery and corruption. So they are two different things. <laughs> so corruption means that something has been adulterated. Something is being misused. That's corruption. So anytime you see corruption in the Bible and you are struggling in the complexity of it, simply means what it was intended for is not being used for it. If I sit on this, it's corruption. This is corruption. It's not a chair. <laughs> ah, but... So premarital sex is what? Jesus Christ. I see. May the Lord deliver every corruption spirit in the church. <laughs> Amen. Are we here together? Now, so what I'm talking about now is this. God's glory is himself. Yet, glory also communicates original purpose. Original purpose. Because who remembers I think 2000 was it 18 or 19 I was at Alpha arrangement bread of arrangement who remembers that protesters protesters now I preached and explained how the Lekhem Marakeh Second Chronicles 9.32 says when they entered the temple there was the bread of arrangement and the showbread. And showbread actually is the word prothesis. And this prothesis, 
I think verse 32, right? If it's not in second, then it's in first. So, it's the showbread. And it was in the center of the temple. And I said that word showbread in the Hebrew translates as peppers. And we know Jesus is the showbread. So, peppers is Jesus. So, if he says that God will make known what is the riches of this mystery among the Gentiles to manifest the glory of the riches. The glory of it means the purpose of his abundant virtues is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ladies and gentlemen, the fall was not the reason why God entered man. He would have done it without the fall. The fall is the reason he died. Because God intended a being that to have a womb, so that Eve's womb did not mutate at the fall. So by the time Eve had the womb, her blood shouldn't mix with the blood of the baby. Because God created a woman's stomach for himself. I preach this message. What do I mean by that? When he named Adam, he named him man. When Seth came, it meant appointed. Then he gave birth to Enosh, which means frail. Then Kayanal, mortal. Then the next person that was created was Mahalaleel, which is the blessed God. Then he said, Jared shall come down. Then Enoch means teaching. Then Enoch gave birth to Methuselah. His death will bring. Then Lamech means lamenting. Noah means comfort and rest. So their names is Jesus who was coming out this world. No wonder Micah 5 2 says he has been coming from the everlasting time. No, he has been coming. <laughs> then we find Obed and Boaz and Jesse and David. Boaz means in him is strength. Obed is the son of what? Um, what? He's the son of Boaz, which means to serve. Jesse means wealth or gift or present. David means beloved. So from Boaz to David, their names means in him is strength to serve a present gift money to the beloved. That's what it means. And time will fail me to get into the 12 tribes. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked from Reuben. Reuben means he has seen my affliction. Because Leah was prophesying that because she has been disregarded, God has given her first child. He said, she has seen my affliction. That's Reuben. The next child is Simon. Simon means Shimon in the Hebrew, which means hearing. Levin means to be attached to. So it means that the simple first three names, Reuben, Simon, Levin, it means he has seen my affliction and he has heard me. So he has attached himself to me. And when you are ending it, Isaka, Zebulon, Naphtali, you hear, Naphtali means, so I am happy. Because he has seen my wages. <laughs> and Joseph means he has taken away my reproach. Then the next verse is because he has, as he said, Joseph was also born. And Rahel also said, so two prophecies. When she got pregnant, he said, the Lord, Rahel said, the Lord has taken away my reproach. Then when he was born, he said, so he has added another one to me. So his name has two sentences. So he said, the Lord has taken away my reproach. So he has added another to me. And what was the addition? When Benjamin came, this is the reason why Jacob had to change the name. He says, he has added another one to me. The son of sorrows has become the son of his right hand. So the one who was added to us was Yeshua. 
who was the man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and he has resurrected and is seated on the right hand of power in the heavenlies. That is the revelation. The entire 12 names is the sentence of the one whose name is Purpose. That is why Purpose is this. For we know all things work together for good to them that are the called according to his not your. So that song, uh, all things are working for my good. It's not scripture. It's working for his good, not your good. This is the reason why a lot of Christians don't fellowship with God. Because they are frustrated that won't God do my delight? You talk to a lot of ladies, so prophet, did God not say he will give me my desire? So one day I spoke to a daughter of mine and I told her that, you know, she had listened to, I think, one of the Tesaros meetings we had. And I said that when you marry because of love alone, you are in trouble. Because it's not a sticky glue enough. Mm. Am I preaching now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if love was enough, God said we should love our enemies. Then he will not tell us to, not to marry unbelievers. Because it is enough to cover them. Because we should love them. So if love is enough, we can marry our enemies. We can marry Gentiles. But it's not enough. He said, for this cause. So the energy that binds marriage is not love, it's cause. So she came to me and said, so prophet, does that mean I should marry somebody because of purpose? I said, my dear, no. How God designed us was this. The order I get in purpose, my purpose manufactures my desire. So what I love is connected to what I'm purpose for. So if I don't grow and I'm immature, my love is connected to agenda. That's what the order I get. I think that I'm choosing you for a cause. But sometimes the cause is too cumbersome. So God laces the cause with love. So I'm loving what I'm even designed for. So I don't want to marry a man of God, but I'm falling in love with one. Because in the spirit, all along, your purpose is to be a pastor's wife. So no matter how you don't want it, the more you grow in him, the more you're attracted to the thing, your mind. That's why if you're not growing and you are carnal, no matter how much you don't want to sleep with a foolish boy, you are liking him. Because the magnet. According to his purpose, then 29 says what? For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed. Why? The Bible says in Ephesians 1 4, according as he has chosen us in him, that we should be without blame and without and holy before him in love, having predestinated us. By the adoption of children unto Jesus Christ himself. So it means every Christian's purpose is Jesus. 
Stop asking that question. What is my purpose? That is a treasonary language in the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, there is no other purpose or agenda except his agenda. That is why Jesus in all his majesty, in his holiness, and in his godhood, could not even use his will, which was not contaminated. He said, Lord, not my will. Because if he chooses his will, treason. So a lot of you are working against the will of God. That's why Jesus said, who is my brother? Who is my sister? He that doeth the will of my father. So in the kingdom of God, the will of God, the will of God, that is the anthem. Because anything outside it, you are a threat. I'm going to show you this one. <laughs> I'm going to show you this one because you need it. You know, I, I said it at, at Taj House and I said, the moment revelation ends, you enter religion. So anytime you don't have revelation about what you are doing, you know it's religious and there's no reward. Because revelation is the strength of God. What is revelation? What God has said. That's why until God said there was darkness. So religion is darkness. That's why God nourished and feed it and cleansed his wife by the washing of water. Which is his word. He said that he may nourish and feed by the washing of water. Ephesians chapter 5. Uh-huh. And cleanse it by the washing of water, which is the word. So as God talks to you daily, he's nourishing you. His word is your cleansing. His word is your purification. His word is your beauty. His word. Mm. I'm coming here. Let me come here. Now, this is the point I'm trying to bring across to you. So, I'm weaving something very important so you can understand where we have come from. That the issue about you is as a result of the mistake of Adam. Adam made a mistake and fell. Let's say that. Oh, made a mistake. I say, when I meet him in heaven, he'll see something. <laughs> the things he has caused us in this life, Adam. But you know, we'll be too much in glory. When you see Adam, you just say, Ha ha ha, means I forgive you. I have nothing to tell you about <laughs> this guy. Because the Bible says the righteous, their works follow them. So when Adam is walking, I'm sure the serpent will be behind me like this. <laughs> and the apple will be on his head. <laughs> I'll see you, sir. May the Lord not put a bed by your side because you are Mr. Ubumpa. When you are walking, bed is by your side. I'm like, hey, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> Anyways, that's a joke. Hallelujah. It's not a prophetic revelation. It's a joke. Uh-huh. Nothing that is outside Christ will follow you. Amen. Amen. Someone said, whew. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Pastor will never know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Are you sure? Okay. So what I'm trying to communicate to you is this, that he spoke about wheat being alive. And he says that wheat, if it is not planted for it to die, it will be alone. Now, strangely enough, the loneliness he's talking about is not just being single. It's beyond that. Jesus said in John 15, he said, I've called you. You didn't call me. I called you. That he may bear much fruit. So the footage is actually the expression of the life of the tree. So he's saying that without death, the life you carry cannot be seen. Because it's only death that reveals the heavenly life. 
Because their earthly life is so pseudo. Can I tell you something? The issue of the Christian discernment is not discerning between evil and good. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 said it clearly, but usually we rush over it without taking our time to read. Hebrews 5 14, can we read together? One to go. What? Belonged to them. So that what will happen? Uh huh. To design. Did he say between? He said both. So the issue of your discernment is not good from evil, it is good. From it's actually it's, it's actually discernment from God and almost God. Sometimes even prayer is the singleness of the flesh. Sometimes the pursuit for the anointing has nothing to do with the Holy Ghost. That's why many people start early. I'll be the greatest anointed man. Your energy is even not Christ-like. The man God uses the one who is broken. Do you know what it meant? When Jacob was moving around, the reason why God said to him after Genesis 32 that thou hast now prevailed and with God a man, so now your name is changed, is because all along he was walking, he was walking with the confidence of the blessing. Because he has gone to steal something. So in his head, this is what will make me wealthy. In he said, Esau will never, I took it, I took it. That's why as soon as he took it, he ran away. He knew he has taken something. So in his mind, everything he will get is by this. And God says, not like that. In fact, what God is trying to tell you is this. You can get the blessing, but without the blesser. So the blessing and the blesser makes rich. So, Pastor, come, 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 come. Come, let me show you something. Stand here. I, I, I don't know if I demonstrated this. Be moving. Huh. This is God. When I start my Christian life, I go like anything God does, I will do. So let's go, sir. Do anything you want to do. do. Yes. <laughs> this is God, my Christian life. Keep going. Do any other things, sir. Then after a while, I think that I have an idea of what God will do. So do, do it. Do what we're doing now. Huh. So I'm just thinking. Because the last thing I experienced from God was swaying the religion. He wants to know God is running. So in my head, oh, I know God. So I'm going one straight line. He wants to God is running, moving in crevices. So this is actually what we call Hamashia in the Greek. Missing the mark. Because God is the mark. But I have taken mono. Mono stance. So God is gone. And because I'm doing what I used to do with God, I think I'm in the spirit. But I've missed the mark. That's why no matter the level you get to, the wheat grows to bend. The test grows to be wrecked. It means at the height of maturity, you are more dependent. In fact, let me tell you something. The older you get in God, the more you don't even know what you carry. When people say you are anointed, you are like me. <laughs> when, when people say, you, you are strong, they don't know the tears you've cried. So in your head, you are like, it's not true. Like there is no place to boast. He said that no man can boast in the flesh. At that level, then we are at that place. So the order I get, that's why when Enoch realized this, and Enoch after 60 years realized, no, I have to change the thing. So now he worked with God. So anything God will do, Enoch will do it. If God is running, run with God. Sir, run. You are, I'm leading you. Yes. So whatever God will do, this is what Enoch does. So when God stops, he stops. 
When God changes direction, you change. He will pursue God to his hundred. A lot of us, we pursue God for a while. And we're like, oh, this one, I can figure it out. So God is there and we are gone. You can handle this one. Ah, I know the things. I know what to press. I know the anointing to do. That's why when they told you to come and preach the first time, you did all night. But after a while, you don't do all night. You do two minutes of Bible reading. You're like, I know what to say. I know what to say. I know what to say. Thank you, sir. That's actually what we call sin. And this is the energy of every sin. The moment we miss the mark, you are alone. But you don't realize it. Ah, so you're like, where is he? That's why I said, return to the love, your first love. He said, which you have left. Left means that he didn't vanish. He is still around. In fact, he is very visible. But you have left him. You have gone. We are sheep. Have gone what? Astray. Because you have missed the mark. We went it this way. One of the things I love in life is even in following your spiritual father, God told me, it gets to the point in following as a son, you desire to impress your father. And God said, if you don't take care, when he doesn't approve you, you start getting depressed. You feel you have failed. Because a long time, Papi said something good about me. It's a long time the man praised me. That's the day God said to me, he says, son, this is the idolatry part. You are with me. Following me. And he said, Lord, where I've gotten to? I need help. And I said, go to this man. Boy, while with him, I must be your go-to. And when I'm with God, you know the funny thing? When the thing he wants to tell me, he doesn't want to tell me, he plays the early card. He will use my father's voice. So you'll be shocked, you'll be praying, Lord, this thing I need answer. You'll hear God give you an answer. Rise up, go to your father. And by the time you get there, sir, without talking, conversation, like, Oga, <laughs> you have said everything. You have, you have, I don't even know how this conversation got here. You have finished me. Like, I'm, wow, I'm free. So if the same Holy Ghost sends you like this, that's why the times you went in idolatry, you were expecting the man to do it, and you were offended, because ah, he's not telling me my revelation. He even asked you, what's up? Like, he should pick it. He will not pick it. Because you didn't come to God. Who will tell you go to... Listen, today, I want you to understand that this sacrifice you're talking about, a lot of us, when we get here, we think it's our money. It's not our time. Because anything that does not come from God, he will not collect. Did you know that? Go through the Bible. And that's why Cain didn't get it from God. Because God said, this one, you forced the ground. I didn't ask you. Bring the one I chose. He said, if thou doest well, the sin offering has already been presented at the door. So what you should give me, I've given to you. Bring it. But Cain said, I'll bring what I have labored for. And God said, I won't collect that's why when he came to Abraham, he didn't ask him for Ishmael. Because if there's nobody to die, it's the one God does not like. Because Ishmael is the one God that is the flesh. So if they say the circumcision of the flesh, that one should die. So that the circumcision is perfected. But God didn't kill Ishmael. He said, bring me thy son. Thy only son. What he was trying to tell him in the Hebrew was, bring me your son, the one I gave you. So God will not collect from you what he didn't give you. That's why some people can do hideous crimes. Yeah. Get all sorts of monies. They will never hear from God. Bring me 10,000 cities. Because he didn't give it to you. 
And those who got 10 CD by God, God will say, bring that 10. I like it because I give it to you. That's why you never insult your seed by saying, Pastor, this is small. Because you have insulted, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he gave you the tithe. So whether the tithe is five Ghana, it's not small. God gave it to you. Bring it. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.